Welcome to the Sobity Chat Podcast. If you are new and welcome back if you are a regular and a part of the fam. My name is Fatima and the Sobity Chat is a self-care community and podcast designed to empower women through faith-infused resources, mental health support, coaching, and wellness events. So before we dive in, let's chat about a few ways that you can support the show. The first way is by subscribing wherever you are listening. The second way is to share with a friend. If you think that this episode or this show will provide value to their lives, please go ahead and drop them that link. The third way is to rate and review via iTunes or wherever you're listening, but iTunes is probably the most primary source where my listeners come from. So make sure you head over there and leave a comment about why you like the show and leave a rating. And then finally is by submitting your questions via email, which is sobdchat at gmail.com, my personal Instagram, Fatima underscore farmer, or by sending a voice message right here on Anchor if that's where you're listening. So without further ado, let's get into today's show. Hey everyone, thank you for stopping by the Soul Beauty Chat podcast. My name is Fatima, and in today's episode, very special episode, I have my sister and special guest and soon-to-be co-host of an online course called Abundant Living on the podcast today. Welcome, Miss Wakia Hayward. Hey, thank you, thank you. Thank you for joining me today. So this episode, we're going to really kind of dive into um, what abundant living means to us. Um, if you've been following me on Instagram and like listening to the podcast, you know that I've talked about this recently and I started sharing like my journey of moving to California, what that experience has been like, but also how in this process I've been realizing how important my mindset is in this whole scenario. So I would love to, um, before we dive into the conversation, let me just quickly give you a little um, bio, a little description of who Wakia is if you are new to this podcast. Like I said, she is my sister, but she is also a certified uh, life coach. Actually, I don't want to give the bio. I want you to give the bio. I want you (laughs) (laughs) and what you do and why you do it um okay well uh again i am a certified life coach i'm also a certified career advisor so um i pretty much just and i and i am actually a um real life mentor so i pretty much mentor people all the time i currently mentor right now um for dod so i pretty much go into those spaces and set up mentoring events for folks to try to help them, um, you know, you know, try to try to keep their mental state in a, in a healthy place. And mentorship is just really important. Um, so I do that professionally. And then I, I do it during the day. And then also I do my own life coaching business, which is called Water Walkers Coaching and Consulting, where I um, go and help women, um, you know, really just try to break mental strongholds and um, really walk into that thing that, they, that God really called them to do. Mm-hmm. So I do that, you know, outside of uh, my day job. So pretty much everything I do pretty much aligns um, to what my goals are and what my, and what my faith is and what my true values are. I, I don't like to do anything that doesn't align to my values. Right. And I would encourage anyone that's listening, if you want to learn more about IKEA to 
listened to the podcast episode that we recorded together where we really dived into her background, her journey, her why, why she's doing what she do, she's doing and um, where it all started for her. So if you're curious to know more about that, the link to that episode is in the description of this podcast. So I want to open the conversation with um, really, I guess, why why abundant living? Like, what is abundant living to you? What does that mean? So, you know, I think the abundant living thing really got me because, um, um, you know, the Bible talks about how, how God says that, you know, um, um, how the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but how God comes to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. And that thing kept throwing me. Like, I didn't really understand what that meant, right? Because I know plenty of people who are Christians or saved or whatever, and their life isn't really abundant. <laughs> it's just like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't really, it, didn't like they, it did not look like to me like they was living on the overflow. So I started really diving into that thing and trying to understand what does that look like? And most importantly, what it looked like to me. So what I realized is, is that it is such a subjective topic, topic and what is abundant to me may not be abundant to you, right? But what it means to me is to be in a place of absolute peace, mm-hmm. right? If I can be in a state of peace and, um, you know, just a place where not necessarily, not necessarily that I have control because I don't need control, but I just need to be in a place of understanding that in truth, everything is going to work out and I don't have to see how it's going to work out. I just need to know in my heart of hearts it's going to work out. And so the fact that I have this peace of mind, that's what abundant living looks like to me. Because everything else will come in play, will come and fall into place as long as my mindset is good. Like as long as I'm in a good, healthy space mentally, you know what I'm saying? I can sort of maneuver through it. Mm-hmm. And so I, that to me is what abundant life looks like. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. I think like before you even said it, which of course, this is why we're doing it together because we're in alignment. But before you even said it, the first thing that came to mind for me was peace. Like that is the number one way for me to know that I am in alignment. And when I don't have peace, that is like the quickest way for me to question, like, am I doing something that is causing me to compromise in some way um, or something that's causing me to um, feel like I feel like like confusion is definitely something that is like a sign or a a trigger that sets off in my mind where I'm like okay I really need to take a step back and look at what am I doing because if I feel this way there's a a strong chance that something is out of alignment Um, so I would love to talk to you about like what are maybe even if you have an example or a story of a time of you not being in the best place mentally and not living an abundant life because of it. And how did you know that, you know, this was something that you needed to focus on? Um, I think one of the easiest things for me is I think about like professionally, because I remember my background is more so IT. I've been doing IT um, project and program management for years. I mean, like 20 plus. So to be in that environment and to be really well respected in that environment, like, you know, um, in my circles with that, when it came into that um, IT project management, I mean, I had, I had like people, chiefs will reach out to me like, hey, I got this special project. I really need you to do this. It was like one name basis. You know how you have like Cher, Beyonce, girl, you had Wakia. Like that's how that went. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, I was, I was there. Like I was just doing, doing it. Like I was, I was there, you know, I was making really, really good money, you know, you know, just 
you know, the kind of money that I had never in my life ever dreamed that I would ever make. Um, and I had like, <laughs> everything should have been fine. Like everything totally should have been fine. But I just was not happy. Like I was not happy. And I kept feeling like I was throwing it in. You know what I'm saying? Like I just really kept feeling like I was not, um, I just wasn't, I wasn't in tune with it. And what was really amazing to me was that I would go out here and do stuff and people were like, oh my gosh, that was so great. You, that was great. Like, oh my gosh, how you pulled it off. I'm like, you know what? I really can care less for real. Like I found myself going to meetings just listening for my name. Cause I really wasn't even paying attention. Like I'm just, and I realized I wasn't in alignment. And then something, my husband um, lives his life in a way where, you know, if he says he's going to do this, like that's what he's doing. And he's not going to do anything that he doesn't want to do. He's only going to do what he wants to do. And it is going to be, and he doesn't compare himself to other people. He can care less. Like literally the neighbor's house can be on fire. And I'm like, oh my God, did you see the house? He's like, what house? I didn't know. Because he's not paying attention. He's really only worried about his stuff. Like he, he can care less what nobody else is doing. Because he, he, you know, he sets his own barometer. Like he's, he makes the decision on how high he's going to go. He doesn't care what nobody else is doing. And so as I'm watching my husband live his dream, like my husband is saying something like, oh, I want to open this. Or, oh, I want to open this business. And he just does it. Like, it's not even a thing. He's just like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it. And I remember coming to him one day and I was like, um, almost, um, I think the emotion probably was jealousy. Because mm-hmm. I was jealous, envious, and then angry <laughs> that he had figured it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was angry that he was sitting here living his best life. You know, and I'm sitting here still working for the man. You know what I'm saying? Still doing this stupid IT, still having to worry about this. And I just, and he looked at me one day, he said, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. All I know is I don't want to do this. Now, maybe because he don't call me out. You know what I'm saying? He don't call me out. He don't like, what do you mean? I mean, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. And he was like, well, once you find out what you want to do, maybe you should just do that. And then stop trying to do all this other stuff. And then I start going into this long list of stuff like, oh, but if I try to do this, I do like this. But if I do that, then I ain't going to make the same money. Then I ain't going to, ain't nobody, nobody's going to know me. So then I'm going to have to start from here. And how I'm going to get this? And how I'm going to do that? And he was like, how about you might just want to start walking in the direction that you really want to be in? And all that other stuff will come mm-hmm. and fall in line. And then that for me was when I knew that I wasn't, you know, like, on the outside, I was balling, like seriously, hands down. I was balling. But in my heart, I was not. And so I didn't have any peace there. You know what I'm saying? And I knew I was faking. I knew it was all just a lie. But the moment I decided to get out of that career altogether, which was huge, because it's a humbling to be in a career that you already have all this, all this, all this um, prestige in and go into an environment where nobody knows you. You don't know any of the lingo, like you don't know any of the acronyms. You don't know what anybody is really talking about. Nobody, you know, nobody is really talking to you because you're that new girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And to really humble myself and go into this environment and come from a place of saying, I just want to learn. And, you know, oh my goodness, just, you know, just all that extra, just all the, it was just a humbling. It was like, a, it was like a breaking, mm. a breaking. But it was okay because I remember when I decided to take this job to step into a mentoring based role. I remember it was like God said to me, it was like, it was like, it's like if you take this step, this is a pivotal moment in your life. Like it was, I knew at that moment everything was going to change. And it was, but it was, 
it was scary because I kept saying, well, what if I fail? Mm. And I don't like to fail. Like, that's not something I, <laughs> you know I'm saying? Like, that's not something I try to do. So I'm, you know, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know. And I just said, forget. I just took that step, walked over there. And yeah, so we're a couple of years in and certifications in and clients in and, you know, um, I do, you know, set up mentoring programs for my company. My company has over 40,000 employees. So it's not like a small spot, <laughs> you know? So, and yeah, you know, and it turned out that it's okay. Hmm. And the, and the moment I started doing that, everything just started to fall in place. And then that, that's when I realized that I was in that right spot. Hmm. So this is resonating so much because... I feel like I'm kind of in that spot right now where I'm like, I'm on the cusp of like, I'm on the cusp of like taking a leap that feels very scary and it feels bigger than myself. And then like, I feel like I'm like right in the middle of that. But I love how you talked about how you took a step and then things started to fall into place. And it was reassuring in a way to know that, okay, you're on the right path. So I would love for you, for you to kind of like talk us through that. Like, what does that, how does that show up? What does it look like or feel like to have that I'm on the right path confirmation? Um, well, for me, and I'm assuming, um, and I'm going to be clear, I think it's probably different for other everybody, right? But for me, it's one of those things where um, you take a step, you know, you don't know. You, you are aware that you know that you don't know. But then God will align people in your path who understands that you don't know and they take you under their wing anyway. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, like there's no reason why I should be at the table. <laughs> but they invite me to sit down anyway. Mm. And even if it's to a point where they slow the meeting down enough just to say, hold on a minute, let, let me explain this real quick to Wakia because she gave. So they would actually stop and so they explain that thing to me sorry, <laughs> they would explain that thing to me. And then when they explained it to me, it was enough for me to sort of slow, you know, it, it was just one of those things where I understood that, that um, the right people who needed to see me did see me. Because one of the things that I had always prayed for was, was divine connections. Mm -hmm. And so because I wanted divine connections, those divine connections for me took the shape of, of people showing up who really, who I really needed to show up at that right time, right? So those things would happen. Then it would get to the point where you would get a project or, or I would get, something would happen where I would be either in a in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. And even though I know in my truth that I should, like, I, I, I'm not worthy. Like, I don't really know. <laughs> and then, you know what it is though? And then things will start to drop in your spirit. Like, you know how sometimes you're in a place and you don't know how you know something, but you just know it? Yep. And it's just like, it's like just enough. It ain't, it's not even enough really to really have a conversation. If anybody was to really post check you on your knowledge, you really know you ain't got nothing. You really have nothing. You know what I'm saying? But you got just enough. Just enough to answer the question. Just enough. And, and that's how it was looking for me. It would be like, I would be in places and either people would slow it down enough to really help me to get it. Or, um, or I would just know. I just knew it. Like I just, I knew it in my gut. And it just, it just made logical sense to me. But that's part of my prayer life too, though. Like part of my prayer life is, you know, God, you know, um, you know, uh, give me divine alertness to recognize divine opportunities. You know what I'm saying? I love that. 
So because of that, it's like, you know, when you're in that place, you're looking for it. You're looking for it. And I'm expecting for God to open me up. Like, I'm expecting for him to open me up. I'm expecting for my mind to be clear enough to receive it. I'm expecting for me to see things in the spirit where other people might miss it, but I'm going to get it. Mm -hmm. And I'm expecting for divine favor. Yes. I am expecting for favor. Yes. So those are, how, those are the things that happen for me that I know that I'm like sort of walking in that right spot. And it's trusting the fact that I don't have to know every step. Mm -hmm. I just need to trust the next step. That's all I need to trust. I just need, he told me to take this one step. I just need to take that one step. Yep. He tell me when to go to the next step. And that thing will come to pass. This is, this is, this is so true. And it's so funny because we didn't even talk about this. So like the stuff that you're sharing is just so aligned with like my journey right now. Because like one of the things that I was, one of the reasons I was so afraid of taking a leap to come to California, like outside of the like finding a job finding a place was like I really was afraid that I was going to feel lonely and, and not really in like a romantic sense but in like a community sense like I was just like I'm afraid that I'm going to be in this huge city and not know anyone and feel like a fish out of water and feel um like connected from everything and everyone and I, you know, took took the step anyway, and something that I told myself along the way is that, like, I'm divinely supported. That was something I kept telling myself. I'm divinely supported. Yes. In those moments when I felt like I was lonely, I'm divinely supported. And I promise yes. you, the, the, the people that I have been meeting, the doors that have been opening, it's like, it's all God. And it's like, like you said, it's like you have this when you have this trust and this knowing, you you walk with a spirit of expectancy. Yes. So like I would, I'm I've been meeting people and people are like almost surprised that I'm loving LA so much and I've only been here for two months or I'm making all these connections and meeting all these cool people and people are like how how is that happening and I'm like like I've gotten asked that question how so many times it's like what you've met this person here and you did this and you connected with this person how and I'm like. It, it is really a energetic thing. When you are like spiritually aligned with God and you have a spirit of expectancy, it's like when you walk into a space or a room or a setting, people see that and the right people are drawn to that. So yes. I totally agree that like one of the ways that you know that you are truly living, uh, living abundantly and you're aligned with um, the steps that God has called you to take is when those those doors and opportunities and people start coming into your life that you could have never imagined, you could have never ordained. It just is like, it just starts happening and everyone around you is confused and you're even a little confused, but you're like, you expected it, you know? It's like, you, you knew it was going to happen, but you didn't know how it was going to happen. So you're just like, kind of taking it back and taking it all in and all of, you know, like, okay, this this is totally in alignment with what I felt like God was telling me to do. Even though I couldn't see it in the beginning, I'm realizing the fruit of taking that first step. Right. And even trusting him when things don't look like they're looking like they're moving though. Right. And that's the other part because sometimes you might take one step and then there is silence. Oh, you can almost start thinking to yourself, wait a minute. I think this is what you told me to do. Was I oh, sure? Yes. Was that really what you said? I'm not sure if that's what you said. Or if it was something I just wanted. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you will want something so much to where you will almost project your thoughts on God. Like, God, I know that's what you want. I know that's what yep. you want. God, ain't Bitmo told you to do that. And then the <laughs> <laughs> like, 
know what I'm saying? But because it's what you want, you're like, oh, I'm, yes, God, mm. God ain't Bitmo said, get up here and go do this. You know what I'm saying? He, said, he hasn't said anything, but because that's what you want, you mm. start moving in that direction. You see yep. what I'm saying? And, but I think there's a difference from, from when you're doing something and it's more so in alignment because usually you're afraid. Yep. You're afraid. Yep. Because you know your truth. You know that you don't know. You know that you're inadequate. You know that you don't really have a job. You know that you don't really know what you're going to do when you get out there. You know, the unknowns are so great. <laughs> yeah. All you got to go is a small voice saying, go. That's all you got. Yeah. And you, and, and I remember with me, I remember one of the people who I really respected in my job. I really, really respected. She was one of my first mentors. And she really looked at me. She said, she said, if you leave, she said, if you take that job, that will be a waste of all your education and experience. Wow. And I looked at her and I said, I get it. But God told me I got to go. Like, I got to go. Like, I got to go. Like, I got, I got to do something different. Because, and I think, and, I, and I, the way I told her was, I used to put it on my little um, chat off window all the time. I used to say, expect greatness, because I am on a cusp of greatness. I'm on a cusp of it. And I'm not going to get there if I, if I sit here, though. Mm. I got to take a step. Like, I got to take a step. Because here's the trick. The trick is, is that we are all here, and God has given us all a purpose, right? He says, I know the plans I have for you. Believe you me, if God is telling you that he knows the plans he has for you, that means that you are here on purpose and he, therefore you have a purpose. And that purpose is an answer to a question. It's yeah. an answer to a problem. There is a problem out there that only you are here to do. You got to take the shot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to do that thing. And he puts it in your spirit and you, down time, you don't feel worthy. That's how you know. Like you don't. You don't feel yeah. think about Tima. How much, how, how, how you and I have been talking about California for a long time, mm -hmm. wrestling with it, wrestling with it, wrestling with it. And finally, you just said, I'm taking a shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna leave everything I know behind, all the family on the East Coast, and I'm moving. You know, and I'm sure everybody wasn't as supportive. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But you know, you said, I'm doing it anyway. And I think that's what it looks like. It looks like that thing where you're just saying, I get it. I don't know, but I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, I, I, I can tell the story of like when my husband decided to open a gym. My husband decided to open this gym. We didn't know anything about this. Like, when I tell y'all nothing, I mean nothing. Man, we knew nothing. <laughs> we was members of gyms, and we weren't constant. <laughs> we weren't consistent members. <laughs> like, we didn't know, we didn't know nobody in the management chain. We, we, like, the things we didn't know were so great. <laughs> I mean, it was just like literally the most ridiculous thing ever that this man could have said to me. But I remember him coming and talking to me about it. And, you know, me being a smart Alec, the first thing he said when he said that, I said, Psh, God ain't said nothing to me about no gym. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do with that. That's what he, I listen. I, I totally was just ignoring him. Like, he was, I was like, Psh, I don't know. I got nothing. Like, I got, he says nothing to me about that. And then, you know, but my husband just started saying, this is what we're going to do. Let's go do this. Let's go look at this. Let's go do this. And before you know it, it's like from the moment he told me it was in November, we opened our gym in May. Fully funded, everything in there paid for. It was like just, it was like so easy. It was like boom, 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 boom. But I remember praying early on when I realized that my husband was really serious and this thing was about to happen. I remember going to God. I remember I was very honest and I was very transparent. I said, Lord, listen, we don't know what we're doing. Like, we don't know. <laughs> like, we don't know what we're doing. I have no idea what's happening right now. And I was like, so I'm really going to need you to be my husband's 
business partner. Like, I'm gonna really need you to be his co-pilot. So I need you to tell him what to do because I can't tell him because I have nothing. I have I have nothing in this. I don't know any of this stuff, and neither does he. But it is fully functioning. It is working. It is just running beautifully. You know, we stay in the black. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is. It is amazing. Like this weekend, one of the people who are in the gym. This lady's only been there like two months. My hu- my husband's been training her. This lady was so enamored with just the gym, the atmosphere, the people. She decided to throw a cookout for the gym to celebrate my husband. She was just like, you know, listen, what you have done in this community has just been so great. I just want to throw a cookout, one, just to celebrate you and to just say how much I appreciate the gym and all the people in the gym who have welcomed me, welcomed me in the gym. You see what I'm saying? Because we have a small gym. It's not like a planet in the It's a small gym. But it was like such a beautiful thing for that lady to to do that, you know what I'm saying? For her just to do it, for her to just, you know, open up her home to the gym members and say, come on out here and celebrate. We're gonna have a good time. Hmm. Cause we're family. You see what I'm saying? Like that is amazing. That's amazing. And we're a black couple. We're in a predominantly older white area. And again, talking about God's favor. These people go out of their way to welcome my husband. They treat him so wonderfully. These, everybody, they just love him. Now don't get me wrong. You're gonna have pockets of everything. Right. We always have because in the end, while everybody is just people, we're all just people, and we all come with a bias. That's just truth. But but for the majority of the folks that have come in contact with us, they have all just opened their arms and just loved on us, just without any kind of drama or hesitation. When we first opened, they would come and they would ask my husband for signs because they would go out and put signs out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's amazing. Amazing. But that's when you have the faith of God. And mm-hmm. that's when you know you're walking in alignment. Because yes. he will open doors. He will make people go out of their way to be good to you. He will wow. make them do it. And that's what that looks like to me. Mm-hmm. So something that you, earlier when you were sharing, something that popped into my mind is that, like you just spoke about, actually what was my next question which is like what are the benefits of abundant living and I think you just answered it's like that favor that you have that favor that overflow like abundant literally is mm-hmm. overflow it's excess it's more than enough but something that dropped in my spirit when you were talking about that fear that you had when he first presented that idea to you of opening this gym is like abundant living doesn't always look abundant from the ground level no ma'am <laughs> that first step you're like this this is looking very weak <laughs> it's looking ridiculous it was looking ridiculous yeah. like it's looking ridiculous <laughs> like like that like like literally i was literally and i mean just to give context to it like i had already taken another job i take another job i take it i took a sixty-five thousand dollar pay cut let me be clear with y'all $65,000 pay cut so then for my husband to come back and say he wants to open a gym that sounded crazy to me mm. It sounded crazy. Like, I'm literally looking at him like he is smoking everything. You know, I mean, he's smoking everything, people. All at once. <laughs> I'm looking at him like, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> I'm literally looking at him like, I can't. And that's why the first thing I said to him was, God ain't saying nothing to me about that. God ain't, like, I'm looking at him like, what are you talking about? I stopped getting my nails done. Because I'm like, listen. I was, listen, we, we need every dollar. I'm still paying my tithes. It's like, listen, I ain't crazy. I'm paying my tithe. But then that's another thing, too, right? To talk about that. Because even when I took that pay cut, 
I was determined that I was going to pay tight. I was determined. I would continue to pay tight on the full temperature. I was not going to, I would not take, I would literally get paid on a Friday, pull into a gas station in the morning. And before I pump a single um, gallon of gas, I would say, nope, I'm going to give God my first and my best. Mm. So when my husband then came to me later and said he wants to open his gym, even though I realized in my mind that we had, I had taken this huge cut, at the time I was the primary breadwinner, you know, I was, you know, I was making more than him. So that was huge. $65,000 is usually just a one person salary. I'm telling y'all that was a pay cut for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm just like, what? Are we, how? I don't even understand what we're doing. Like, I don't understand. So when you say that uh, abundant living does not look, does not look abundant for the, for the ground floor, it does not. It literally look nuts. It looks nuts. And then we couldn't, nobody would help us. So like we couldn't, you can't get a loan. Like you can't get a business loan if you don't have three years of, of business tax, of business, you know, taxes or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's not like nobody, nobody was giving us money. Nobody, it was that wasn't a thing. But when I tell y'all that God really said to me, he said, Wakia, you are to be a helpmate. And not only are you to help him with this gym, but you will pay the mortgage, the rent in that gym for the first year. The rent in his gym was more than my mortgage. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> so I'm literally talking to God and I'm like, what? I was like, no, I can't. Like you talking I said, listen, listen, this has nothing to do with me. Why do you keep talking to me about this gym? I, I listen, I don't really like to work out people. I don't like to work out. <laughs> so, why is this a thing for me? But he was very clear. It was so strong in my spirit. And he just said, no, you will pay that gym rent for the entire year. It was, it, it was literally $1,000 more than my mortgage. $1,000 more than my mortgage. And I said, I got nothing. Like I said, Lord, I don't know how. Like I don't even know what I'm doing. Well, I also sell real estate. Y'all know I'm a hustler. <laughs> so literally, I would, by the time my husband opened a gym, sales just start coming through. And I don't just mean, and this is what I'm talking about when I'm just talking about the, the movement of God, because it would get to the point where people will be sitting outside of a house, like a new construction, and they will call me sitting outside the new construction and say, hey girl, I just pulled up at this, 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 um, this new development. Would you come represent me? I'm about to walk in. I'll wait on you. Absolutely. I start having new home consultants call me. They would have somebody sitting in front of them who did not have a realtor. And they would call me, they'd be like, hey, Wakia, um, you stopped by talk this other day. We just happen to have clients up in here right now who don't have a realtor. If you want this, you can come on over here and get it. Never heard of that doing, anybody doing it before. Wow. Never heard of it. And before you know it, people, I was just having, I was having so many codes, like they was coming left and right. They was coming left and right. It was so ridiculous to where we opened a gym in May. So the first mortgage payment was due in March, because that's when we first got the keys. We opened the mortgage. We, so, I mean, I paid the first one, paid the next one. When we opened the doors up in May, so that means what God happened in my spirit, I had to pay it for a full year. So that means I had to pay it from March to March, right? So literally, closes was coming so quick, and it was all coming. By the time we got to October, I had enough money in the account to pay October, November, December, January, February, March up front. Wow. And all sitting there. I'm telling y'all, he'll do it. Like, he is so faithful. All you have to do, though, is just walk, because he, he has a plan. His plan is clear, and he will move hell and high water to ensure that it comes to pass. Wow. So, thank you for sharing that. I wanna, I wanna talk, touch on something you mentioned in that story was about giving, 
And you talked about yes. how you tithe, even though you were still at, you were at that ground level. You, you might've felt like you were below ground level of like, yeah. struggle. what? <laughs> but the fact that you still were committed to giving and to tithing shows that you believe that you would experience that abundant that abundance that was promised to you. So I want to talk a little bit about um, how are you currently living abundantly through giving or serving or in any way? I want to know what that looks like to you. So, wow, great question. Um, so currently, <laughs> I still tie. And, um, I, you know, giving is, is tricky, right? Because you know, there's, there's, there's that part in the Bible where God says, you know, that he wants you to give that 10%. And then he says, try me in this and see. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So that's like the part right there where God, where he's like telling me, telling you up front, listen, you do this, you can, you can count on me. You can try, you can, you can take this one to the bank. I got this and all that. You see what I'm saying? Like that is huge for me. So <laughs> now, um, so, you know, just like, let's just talk about tithing for a minute, right? So when I first started tithing, um, you know how, you know how we do, we tithe first off, of, we, we pay our bills, then we tithe. That's how we mm-hmm. start out. That's how I was going to start out. Um, at that time, I wasn't like that. I was actually already, I was tithing off of my net. Yeah, well, yeah, the part that came in my check, the part that I actually had in my pocket, I, I tithed off of that. So mm-hmm. taxes would come out and I would tithe off of what was left, right? And now I tithe off of gross. So it gets tricky. Because, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the truth, I'll be like, Lord, I ain't really even got this. Like, technically, technically, I ain't got this. Like, I think Uncle Sam should time off that part. But, you know, for me, I'm like, now I stretch myself because now I'm praying that God does, you know, I'm asking Him now to bless me a thousandfold. I got big dreams. I got big dreams and no money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got big dreams. So, because of that, now I'm in a place now where I'm like, saying, I'm going to give a more, more, and more. Because I want God, God told me to try him in this and see. And if you don't sow, you can't reap. So I got to sow. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And not, not that it's about my works, it's not, but it's about my faith in that moment. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's about my faith. It's about the fact that I'm looking at what I have. I know the bills that I have due. I know all of my obligations. And I'm still saying, but Lord, before I buy a piece of chewing gum, I will give you it off the top. Because mm-hmm. you think about it, the only thing that separated Cain and Abel right? It was like, so can't kill Abel. The only thing that separated the two was Abel gave his best. And Cain did. That was, that was, that was the only thing that separated him. Mm-hmm. And then God came back and told him, why are you getting upset? If you just give me your best. If you do what your brother did, I will, I will receive you like I did your brother. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Like it's, it's not, this thing is not tricky. So if you give him your best, he would give you his best. So that's what I'm trying, that's, that's where I want to be. And because of the fact that I, I, I keep trying to show God, I want God to understand that if you trust me with a little, I do well with this little, so you could trust me with a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now I go out of my way to bless you. I go out of my way. And now don't get me wrong, because a fool with their money is easily parted. <laughs> so I ain't no fool. But I do try to make sure that money does not become one of my idols and therefore it has a control over me. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like I can't, it can't have control over me. So hmm. I gotta be willing to give it up. I gotta be willing. 
And so if I can give it up, then I will have to know in my heart of hearts that God will, um, God will bless me, right? God will bless me. So Tima, one of the things I would like to share with you, and this is something I have not shared with anybody at this time, so I'm going to share with you now. So typically, you know, for me, for my birthday, well, let me first ask, is it okay for me to share this? <laughs> yes, this is okay. <laughs> Great. Um, thank you. So um, typically for my birthday, you know, usually for my birthday, I take the full week of the month. Off. I take the full week off. Because my birthday is November 15th. I usually take the entire week off. When I take that week off, I serve the entire week. So basically what happens is if I turn, so this year I'll be turning 43. The goal is to do 43 acts of service in that one year, in that one week. So that means everything has to be intentional. Now, in fairness, I usually knock it out the first day because I serve the homeless the first day. And usually I knock out 50 in that one shot right but then the rest of the week i'm doing stuff like it could be anything like sometimes i go work for habitat for humanity sometimes i go serve at a local church and it doesn't have to be my church i just go serve at a local church um i will go and um i will like go to restaurants and stuff and just go buy dinners and lunches for people um you know i just try to do whatever i think that i can do where i'm constantly in a, in a, in a perpetual state of service for that week because while while I am happy that I was born that day, I feel like the best way for me to show God that I'm appreciative is by showing, by being his hands and feet intentionally during that time. Does that make sense? Yes. So this year, I'll be turning 43. So this year, what I want to do is something really huge. Um, I partner with this organization called Compassion International. Compassion International is a organization that goes, that is a faith-based organization in third world countries. They actually partner with local churches to sponsor children in, from the, in those areas, right? So you actually sponsor these children. You're basically giving your money through this organization, like going basically get it through this organization, going getting it, and they're giving it to a church, and this church is really helping these kids there. Just like these, uh, you know, you get a sign a child, that child um, writes you letters, they be all involved with you, um, and it's like a huge thing. You know, it, it is definitely Christ-centered. And so a lot of times you, like, if you go to like a Christian concert, sometimes it's, it's a sponsor by Compassion International, or you go to different churches and they might have a Compassion International event because it is a Christ-centered thing, mm -hmm. right? This year, my goal, so I'm putting it out there now, is, uh, and I will actually give you the link to my, um, so you can sort of display it later, is I would really like for, I would really like to sponsor 43 children this year. That's what we want to do. Because what God put on my heart was, like I told you initially, was that we are here to be, in, we are here for a reason. We are here to answer a question. We are here to answer a problem. We are here for that reason. God told me up front that I am to be an answer. So if I'm going to be an answer to a problem, what I'm asking is, is that if you all will partner with me to be the answer to a mama's prayers by mm -hmm. sponsoring her child for $38 a month. Mm -hmm. that's like that's not even a that's not even, you can't even get a mani pedi with that <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that's not even a that's not even a real thing you know what i'm saying like that's the we, we spending that at the you know happy hour like that's mm -hmm. not you know what i'm saying like it's not even a real thing so um that's my goal this year is to really give back big because i want to impact this world like i want to be an answer mm. and so now i'm asking people to help me do that like i want people to like really be an answer too you know, like just be an answer together and let's change these kids' lives. Because really, it's not all about being up on somebody's stage. It's not all about getting all these accolades and all like that. Because you may not be the person on the stage. You might be the person who motivated the person to get up on the stage. Right. Like we all love Obama 
You know what I'm saying? You know, for those of us who did love Obama, we love we loved Obama as our president or whatever. But you know, Michelle wasn't Obama, but she was the one who was walking beside him. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? She was the brother who was prepping him up. You know what I'm saying? And that is huge. Sometimes I ain't gotta be on stage, but I would love to be the person to help you get there. Right. And that's what this opportunity is, is all about. So that's what giving now looks like to me. Now I'm in a place where I want to give globally and, and do it very intentionally. And now I'm asking people to partner with me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, I think even you, like you sharing that again, it speaks to just the mindset. Like your mindset has to be in a place of believing that greater is coming to you in order to give in that capacity because that's huge like that's like huge that's huge the amount of giving that you're doing giving of your time giving of um resources and money is like that has to that comes with trusting that all of that is coming back to you in bigger ways than you could even imagine so i want to kind of give like a little teaser from your perspective or maybe even just like some insight of what inspired us to bring this abundant living course together because I remember when you called me about it and it was like totally in line with what I was feeling too so I would love for you to share a little bit of like why you felt why you felt it was important to create something like this and why we're doing it together um Okay, so I think, great question. I think that, I think that the reason why was because, um, like I said, God was just put on my heart about abundant living. And as I started walking through, as you, as you walk through life and you try to be more observant, right? So sometimes you go through your life and you're in a place of when you're praying, you're constantly asking God, you're going to God with this long list of stuff for him to bless you with, right? You go, oh my Lord, I need this, I need this, I need this. But then there gets to a point in your life where you start not going to God with lists, but you, going, you start going to God with quiet and you just asking God to speak to me mm-hmm. and let me see. You know what I'm saying? And so as I started doing that in my, in my private time and spending this time with God, I started thinking about abundant living and I started seeing people who were saved and who in the end, they're going to get to heaven. Like they're going to get to heaven. They, they, they in there. They, they land, they, their name is written in the lamp in, in the book. They, they name is, their name is there. But this life they're walking right now though, is crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy. It's, you know, either it's, you know, and they're in this prison of their own mind. Like, they won't get out of their own way. Like, we've all heard that expression. You know, you won't even get out your own way. And, you know, and I'm looking at these people who, who are saved and they should be living on the, in overflow. And they're just not because they can't move forward. So then I start thinking about, well, Lord, you know, if you're telling me that you, that I come to have love, life more abundantly, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, you're coming back, you're coming to get, that we may have life more abundantly. Then I'm like, well, you know, why is this not a thing? But see, here's the trick on that verse. So the verse that we're quoting, I'm quoting right now is John 10, 10, which will be our foundational verse throughout this workshop. Um, but when you look at that verse, the, the, verse, the verse reads like this. It says, the devil comes, but to kill, steal. The devil comes, but to kill, steal, and destroy, right? Mm-hmm. But I come that you may have life <laughs> and have it more abundantly. So I kept, because, you know, again, and this is another thing too, ladies, when you all are looking at these scriptures and everything like that, please pay attention to the little words. Because mm. everything that he says is intentional. Like he, yep. there's nothing in that Bible on accident. So every it, to, the, and, 
know what I'm saying? May, all those words are significant. So when I start looking at this, at that verse, if you look at, you know, you just tear it apart. The first part of that verse tells you exactly why the enemy is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. And then, and then God comes back, Jesus comes back and says, and I come that you may have it. So when you look at the word may, may is optional. Yep. You have a choice. You have a choice. You see what I'm saying? Like that to me was like, that was like an aha moment to me to understand that. Wow. So you can take advantage of this abundant life right here on earth. Like you can take advantage of this right here or you don't have to. It's completely up to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But be clear, the enemy's still going to do what he came here to do. Wow. You see what I'm saying? And so that, and then I started assessing and looking around at all these people who, who I had come in contact with who were Christians, just like you and I, who were saved, sanctified, go church on Sunday with me. They sit in the rows with me. But I knew in truth their life was not, you know, they was still dealing with depression. They were still, you know, um, have this negative attitude. They were still naysayers and, and you know, they were still just like Debbie Downers. They, just, they were still just these people. And they still always had a reason why they couldn't get ahead. But then they'd still be the ones like, oh, I'm praying, I'm praying. And then what used to kill me was you'll watch them jokers cut a rug on Sunday. They shouting <laughs> up and down. They, they holding us over. We trying to get up out of this joint. They still going. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yet on Monday, they, oh, life just, everything is just terrible. Like, I don't know why. It just keep happening to me. Over, I can't seem to get ahead. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was like, mm, how do we get these people to a point? And I'm going to say specifically to women because I talk more to women because I'm a woman. So that's what I know. <laughs> um, but how do we get these women to get to a place where, they start to really receive and believe that they can walk in this place of abundance, but it is a choice they have to make. And God just put on my heart that I need to tell the story. Yeah. And that's how, and then it just so happened because of me and you were talking and I'm watching you go through your journey too and how you, you made these decisions to walk in a way, even though things didn't always look like they was going to work out, how you kept on believing that things were going to work out. Mm-hmm. And while when you was, you know, um, in Jersey, things looked one way, and you could have easily just stayed there and did your thing there. You know what I'm saying? You could have easily, like that was a thing. That was totally an option. But you decided to take this, this, you just, but because you wasn't at peace, you wasn't really happy there. And even though people kept trying to tell you this, uh, you know, you know, people, you know, people wasn't really understanding why, because right. it looked like everything should have been fine. But because you knew it wasn't and you decided to leave and go, and go overseas, I mean, go um, to California, it was just, you just decided to make that decision saying, I am not going to live in this abundance. And then, then I watched you every day when me and you would talk and I would check in with you and you would still be in a place of peace. You would still be in a place of peace. And as a whole time while I'm watching you, I'm saying to myself, I was like, hmm, see, she's tapping into it. Mm-hmm. She's, tapping, she's made this decision and she's saying, I'm going to be abundant. I'm going to live in a place of abundance and I'm going to receive everything that God has for me. Even when I can't see it right now, I'm just going to believe that it's coming. And this is the first step. And so I decided to partner with you because while I'm a little older at 43, you're a little younger at 27, <laughs> you know, um, we have like these different perspectives and we talk a different language, but am- amazingly, we still, you know, it still links together. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like it still links together. And I think that is fantastic. And while I may say it one way and somebody older may hear it, or maybe somebody with an old soul may hear it and they get it, you may say it another way. And then somebody else who's listening, maybe closer to your generation or, or in that atmosphere in that mindset at least can hear it from you and they can get it and I just feel like this will be a great opportunity for us to try to touch and bless as many people as possible especially because we're going into the holiday season which is a part of time which is a time when most people suffer from depression 
Yes. It's more prominent in this time of, time of year. Yeah. So I thank you for breaking that down. I would love to kind of jump in and talk a little bit about like who this, who this is for, right? Because you, of course, it's for women because that is both of our perspectives and what we're passionate about. But also it's for, it's really for that person that, you know, you are at that point where you're tired of, like you described, like feeling like inconsistent, you know, maybe one day you feel like you hear from God, you're connected to God, or you know what your purpose is. And then when you have to check back in and go face reality, whether that reality is your job or whatever that situation is that does not feel abundant currently, feeling that weight of that. And you're just at that point where you are ready to um, walk into that and really trust that, you know, God is going to provide, but you are still struggling with the how. This course and workshop is really for the person that is ready to explore the how, explore how to shift your mindset um, and really explore how to get from where you are, where you, you know that it's time for you to take that step, but you don't really know how. So I'm going to quickly just go over like a, a course overview of what you can ex expect. So it's a four week course. Um, the first week and the last week are live streams. And then the two weeks in between are pre-recorded. So you'll be able to listen to them on your own time. We really wanted to do the first one and the last one together so that one, we can really dive into week one, which is all about invisible prisons, which is breaking down how to identify what you're feeling um, and then how to choose something else. Like how we talked about how we have a choice in this, you know, that that word may indicate that we have a choice, that we are granted abundance as God's children, but we have a choice to walk in that abundance. So week one is really going to break that down. And then week two is all about fighting the spiritual battle, which Wakia is like the go-to for that. Like she's going to give you all the practical tips to help you really manage your mind and to fight the enemy in a spiritual way, because this is a spiritual battle. And as much as it is spiritual, it's also a practical side to it and a physical side to it. And that is going to be in week three, where I'm going to be sharing practical strategies to help you fight back when you're feeling under attack when you're feeling like I can't do this or I'm too afraid to take the step or I took the first step and now I'm ready to turn back because it's not looking it's not looking like what God promised and then week four is all about walking in that abundance so this is something we're both really passionate about which is about setting goals and um, finding accountability so really making sure that you all are set up for success and ensuring that you stay on track with those goals so that you can receive and walk in all the abundance that God has promised us. So before we end, I would love to kind of open the floor for you to share anything else that maybe I may have missed or anything you would like to add or um, maybe something specifically for the women who are, maybe they're unsure or they're like, I don't know if this is really for me. What would you kind of, what would you tell that person? Um, so here's the deal. I would say if you're on the fit on whether or not this is for you or not, that's how you know it's for you. <laughs> because, like, you know, 
remember, right, it's all about taking that step to try to figure it out. Like, is, you know, you know, you always want to, to um, equip your toolkit. You always want to equip it because you're going to need all this stuff later. Like, none of this stuff is in vain. So if you came across this podcast and you were like, oh, I don't know, it's like 49 bucks, I'm not sure if that's something I really want to invest in right now. That's how you know that that's the thing. <laughs> because if it wasn't the thing, you wouldn't have to wrestle with it. Because when it's something that, that, that's not for you, you kick that thing out right away. <laughs> like, you know that's what I'm saying? True. It's like an ugly pair of shoes. Many of us <laughs> wrestle with our ugly pair of shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously, like, let's keep it. It's like, like, nobody wrestles about that. So it's sort of like that. So if you have to wrestle with this thing, then that might be something that's saying that you need to do it. And then I guess the question is, why would the enemy not want you to get it? Mm. Like, why would he not want you to have it? That's like the better question. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, and so that's like what I have for you, but it's all about choices. Make one. Hmm. Well, on that note, <laughs> I think that's a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome, like this is like I'm like so excited now. Like this just got me so excited all over again. So thank you for all your wisdom. And I'm looking forward. We're both really looking forward to working with you if you decide to sign up for this uh, workshop. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great four weeks. So um, if you have any questions or thoughts about it, um, of course you can reach me by email at soulbeautychat at gmail dot com. But all the information will be linked in the description of this podcast episode where you can register. And also, I just want to share that until the end of September, I think right now we probably have like a full week, um, there, there, the course is actually 50% off for members of the community. So um, it's limited because we want to make this intimate so that we can really personalize the experience and make sure that we're, you know, addressing your, your questions individually in the Q&A session. So um, seating is limited. So if you want to sign up, this is the time to do it. The information is down below. And that's it. Do you have anything you want to add? I do not. I'm so excited, ladies. I'm so super excited to work with you all and to hear from you all and just to, you know, um, yeah, just to talk it out. Like that's what it's, it's going to be so important for you to realize that you're not alone and that we all have the same concerns and issues and everything. And um, yeah, let's, let's get together and do it. So I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited as well. So thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening and we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye.